Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. Shep Hyken here back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. Always excited about our guest today. Once again, we have uh, a guy that's in the trenches, corporate guy named Joel Makluff, and he is the director of demand generation of Kajito. We'll get to Joel, and you'll understand what Kajito does in just a moment. But first, a few quick announcements. Uh, We have, uh, obviously, on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, I'm everywhere. So if you've got any questions that you have to ask, or you want a story that you want to share, please go on and leave the questions, leave the stories. And if it's a question, make sure you use the hashtag Ask Shep, and I'll answer the questions you send in either here on the show in my newsletter or on the social platform directly. And don't forget my TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Roku, C-Suite TV. And if you don't have any of that, well, by golly, go to YouTube and just go to Shep.TV. That is my YouTube channel. And uh, scroll down and you'll see all the episodes and the segments of Be Amazing or Go Home. All right, it's time for our interview today. Joel Makloff, who is the Director of Demand Generation at Kajito. Kajito provides human-aware technology, and I love that concept. We're going to learn what does that mean exactly. Well, it instantly analyzes hundreds of conversational behaviors as people interact with people, as agents interact with customers. Uh, Anyway, we're going to let Joel tell us more about that. So, Joel, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Thank you, Shep. It's really great to be here. So real quick, tell us who you are. Where, where yeah. are you from, oh great wise one? Oh, I'm from <laughs> uh, Boston here, uh, where Kojito is located. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, really nice day here uh, in the Boston area. Hey, and I don't want to rub it in, but my St. Louis Blues uh, did beat the Boston Bruins. They did. They did. And it was a heck yeah. of a series. Hey, it was. It was. And I think people in Boston are okay because there's this guy that lives here. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is Tom Brady. He does, doesn't he? You guys win so many darn championships. (laughs) It's time. You know, our hockey team. And Boston won just a few years ago. They won. I think they won a couple Uh, of times. Yeah, Uh, they did. I think 2011 or so. So, yeah, we've we've been spoiled. uh, Yep. And so it was our time after 52 years. All right. So, and, and you've been there. And did you go to college in Boston? I did. I went to UMass Amherst. I went to the Eisenberg School of Management there. Um, had, a, had a really wonderful time. Um, so yeah, it's been great. And now you're with Kajito. So tell us a little bit about what Kajito does. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited uh, about Kajito. And you know, really what, what, how I like to phrase it is that Kajito is really an AI technology that's kind of helping humans be more human. Um, you know, what the software is, it's really designed to help people be a more emotionally intelligent in conversation. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're basically deployed in enterprise contact centers. And we analyze, the software analyzes the phone conversations happening between agents and their customers. And it instantly identifies kind of the emotional state of that customer and what their, um, what their perception of the call is. And then what are the behaviors that the agent is maybe displaying in the conversation that are leading towards a negative outcome? And so we've, uh, we have this ability to, in real time, identify those behaviors and really give little nudge notifications to the agent to course correct those. 
in but give me moment. some examples. I mean, this is yeah. fascinating. Yeah, no, it's really interesting. So I think, you know, the, the software is designed to look at the, the behaviors that a consumer would find, I think, most annoying in, in a customer service experience, right? Things like, you know, what the agent is maybe speaking too quickly for you or too slowly for you. Maybe the agent is monologuing a bit like I am right now, right? Just continuously <laughs> talking and not giving Chef you any time to talk. That's all right. I'm uh, listening. That's part of a good good uh, communicator is the listening. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, things like uh, the, the agent's energy level, right? Maybe after a big lunch, the energy level of the agent is kind of low, maybe a monotone type voice. And the, the customer perceives that as, hey, this person is not really kind of on the same page with me. I'm, I'm looking for an emotional connection from this agent and I'm not really getting that. Um, so those are the, so the, those are the examples of the type of nudges. Um, you know, we also have kind of extended overlap uh, notifications where if, you know, the, the conversation is just, you know, being interrupted repeatedly. Um, and it really just identifies that for the agent and allows them to kind of check in. Uh, a nice uh, analogy I like to use is that Kajito is kind of like a lane uh, avoidance system uh, for conversation, right? So like in your car, so, you know, you may have this lane avoidance technology where, you know, it senses that you're going into a, uh, the next lane, but you're going to basically hit the car because you've got a blind spot. You don't really see it. And it gives you this little nudge to say, hey, you better not do that. You know, you should steer back in your, your lane. The same way conversations are so critical in a customer service environment uh, where you could basically have this inflection point where you're either going to steer into traffic with that conversation or you're going to steer it to the finish line, right, with a positive outcome. Wow. So um, it sounds to me like uh, I'll call it the machine, AI, Hal. <laughs> no, we don't call yeah. it Hal. Hal is, uh, that's a reference. You're, you're uh, probably too young to know who Hal was. Yeah. Who is Hal? Hal, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Oh, I have heard of that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and by the way, it didn't come out in 2001. It came out a lot sooner than that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. I think I saw the remake. Yeah. So uh, this computer or this machine is listening in on the conversation and it's suggesting to the agent, hey, you keep interrupting this, this customer. Uh, mm -hmm. You're talking a monotone. You're talking too fast. Slow it down. Does it listen to the customer? Yeah, it does. Right. Yeah. So there's a uh, dedicated cue for the customer that's called the empathy cue. The and empathy so this, cue. Yeah. What, what this is looking at is it's looking for a heightened state of uh, emotion in the customer's voice. And remember, uh, Cogito is looking at all of these signals in the voice. Uh, it's the nonverbal cues in conversation. Um, so we actually, we're not, it's not what you say, it's how you say it, which is a really true indicator of how you feel as mm -hmm. the consumer. And uh, that's what we're, that's the power behind the technology. We're monitoring those kind of uh, nonverbal cues. So the empathy cue is, is identifying that there's a heightened state of emotion in the customer's voice. And it gives the agent a little bit of a reminder to say, Hey, you know, you should, you should really check in with the customer and try to connect with them on a human level because you know, we sense that they are, they're really in need of that right now. Can it tell when a customer is screaming versus talking in a normal tone of voice? Yeah, so I, there are over 200 behavioral signals that the system analyzes. And uh, you know everything from somebody's pitch, their tone, the consistency of conversation, uh, the level, the volume level at which they're speaking, all of those uh, things go into the analysis. 
that basically triggers these notifications to the agent. And how accurate? I mean, I know this is, I'm, I don't want to put you on the spot, but in general, without saying specifically about Kajito, unless you can say, hey, we are 100% accurate. Well, it's, uh, it's very, very highly accurate. Yeah. I mean, these, you know, the, the, the base technology, this uh, is really based on the behavioral science that came out of MIT. Um, and so, you know, so to give you a, a little sense of um, kind of the background of the technology, you know, this was developed um, by a, a very famous professor there named Dr. Sandy Pentland. And it's all based off of the, this behavioral uh, science uh, uh, theory known as what he calls honest signals. And Honest, uh, like H-O-N-E-S-T, yeah, honest yeah. signals. Yeah, and, and he actually published a book in, in 2008 about his, this theory that he proved called honest signals. Um, but it's a really fascinating uh, uh, background where you know in the late 90s, Sandy was researching this, uh, this concept. And the, the hypothesis was, if he could uh, understand these nonverbal cues in conversation, he, he, he believed he could really accurately predict, one, how, how somebody really feels truly, uh, even without the words that they're saying, and then two, what the outcome of those situations would be. So he developed uh, you know, he put his researchers in different social situations and he developed these little devices called sociometers and they were, and this predates Wi-Fi, right? So this was kind of a radio signal, kind of two devices talking to each other. Mm -hmm. And he put them in different social situations, things like uh, job interviews, salary negotiations, uh, even speed dating scenarios. And uh, basically what he proved in those scenarios was by just uh, analyzing the nonverbal cues, the signals that these people were giving to each other, uh, he could accurately predict who would get the second date, who would get the big job, and who oh would my. get the big raise, and who wouldn't get those things. Wow! So it was some really powerful uh, technology, uh, some really powerful research that he proved. And then in the early 2000s, he, uh, our CEO, a guy named Josh Feast, was a student at MIT taking a course with Sandy. Sandy's talking about his uh, research, and the two of them got together and, and basically figured out how they could scale this into a technology that would help, you know, lots and lots of people be better at uh, having conversations. Wow, amazing. I, I want to talk more about that and a whole lot more, but right now we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to hear more from Joel Makloff and all the great things that Kajito is doing. Don't go away. We're coming right back. Do you want to amaze your customers, impress your colleagues, and outshine your competition? Well, going from average to amazing isn't an out-of-the-reach goal. In fact, amazement is a habit that anyone can master. And I wrote about this in my best-selling book, Be Amazing or Go Home. And now I have some good news. We just re-released the book in paperback form. And in this book, I let you in on the secrets behind my mantra, always be amazing. And I share with you the simple practices that can elevate your game. Mastering these practices will help you create trust, build stronger relationships, advance your career, and much more. So now is the time to step out of the ordinary and into amazement. Be amazing or go home is available at amazon.com. So what are you waiting for? Make the choice today to be amazing or go home. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. 
We are back talking with Joe Makloff at Kajito. And I find this to be a fascinating conversation because what started out, it sounds like, to be a uh, uh, social predictability program where we can predict, you know, whether a, a guy's going to get a second date with somebody, a girl's going to get a second date, uh, somebody's going to, you have scaled this to the world of customer service and experience, yeah. which is what our audience is listening, uh, why they're listening to our show. Um, just amazing empathy. And, and you're not even listening to the words. The computer is not hearing. I think you guys are terrible. The computer's hearing the way it's said. Yeah, the way it's said is really a, a true indicator of somebody's true emotional state. I mean, you know, uh, I could say to you, uh, you could, you know, say something to me in a conversation. I could say to you, oh, that's great. Or I could say, oh, that's great. Two yeah. very different ways, different meanings, but the same words. Um, and that's why the power of kind of uh, the tone and consistency of your voice is, is, is really important and uh, how you feel about the conversation. And so the computer then is going to alert whoever's talking to the customer, uh, hey, uh, try this, uh, use this, you know, slow down, yeah. let the customer talk, They're, you know, let them vent. Um, are those exactly. the kinds of signals? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they're very subtle, you know, because we know, you know, the life of an, uh, a contact center agent is quite, quite difficult. It's a quite difficult job. Um, <laughs> no, let's make, let's qualify that. <laughs> the life of a, no, you mean the longevity of employment at that particular place. They, yes. they, they, it's not like <laughs> the life, you, know, you lose, no. you know, the average lifespan of a call center agent is only 61.2 years compared to the rest of the world's population. Right. No. <laughs> no, just saying, no, just saying that, um, you know, they, I think, uh, they're a population that, you know, is re could really benefit from this because yeah. of the stress uh, of their jobs. And, you know, what we see is that um, the industry is uh, kind of shifting, uh, right? You have, you have automation technologies like chatbots and, and those type of things that are really good at taking care of the very easy tasks yep. that consumers want to deal with. And, and that's where they make the most sense. You know, I want to check my balance or I want to, uh, you know, reset my password. These kind of things where I don't need to talk to somebody. But the flip side of that is that all of those layup calls that used to go to the call center, they're not going there. The flip side is all of the really difficult, emotionally charged calls are now going there. So a contact center agent, you know, on average uh, takes 50 to 60 calls a day. Now, those 50, 60 calls are mostly really they're, emotionally drained. They're the hard ones. Yeah. yeah and so the... it's really easy for them to um, kind of miss these cues in conversation because they're so bogged down. They have 20 screens on their computer. Uh, they're shifting through different systems trying to get an answer for a customer. And, you know, they basically experience, which, you know, happens in a lot of industries, but in that industry specifically, cognitive overload, right? Their brains, uh, you know, get kind of maxed out at a certain point where you're doing all of these things. And they get this phenomenon known as compassion fatigue, which basically means after a series of difficult conversations, they almost become a little bit numb to those signals mm. and they don't pick up on them uh, as often. So the, you know, they'll miss when, you know, a customer is in need of empathy and that's why our product can really kind of nudge them to kind of remember that ah, and, very good. Uh, and really empowers them to kind of steer back the conversation. So, you know, I, they, they really view it as an empowerment tool 
for them to, you know, they're driving, they're driving the conversation and we're kind of giving them some information that's going to help them get to the finish line. So this is kind of like uh, Lucy and Charlie Brown. All you hear is wah, 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 after a while. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. And I know that there's probably some, uh, well, I won't get into that. I know uh, I don't need to talk about my wife uh, in our <laughs> conversation. No, but gosh, can you imagine if we had the ability to understand our partners, significant others, spouses uh, at a level where we are, you know, so many times we become comfortable with the people that are closest to us. By the way, I'll take this to a, a, a not so personal level. How about the employees we work with? You know, mm, yep. uh, analyzing the conversations. And by the way, it's it doesn't really matter who. Uh, and this gets is where it gets a little scary when somebody says the machine is listening in on the conversation. Mm. They're not listening to Joel and Shep. They're listening to two individuals talking they don't care what our names are uh, whether we're you know what what sex we are color race religion it makes no difference it's the way uh, and by the way speaking of 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 uh, sex and religion no speaking of (laughs) of different races and what about cultural uh, accents does this technology like if i'm talking to somebody from um, another country who has a heavy accent uh, Mm. dealing will it pick up on that as well yeah, it, it will. And, and, you know, the, the core technology is really language agnostic mm-hmm. uh, because uh, it's, you know, interesting. So all this theory that uh, Sandy Pentland developed, uh, you know, in the late 90s, I mean, all of these behavioral signals actually predate language. So if you think about how the cavemen used to communicate with each other, they didn't have words, but um. they had a series of grunts and all these kind of tone <laughs> things that they did and, and they were able to communicate. Um, and so, uh, in the same way the, the technology is looking at kind of these innate abilities, uh, in, in conversation that, uh, really are language agnostic. And, you know, of course there's some variation, right? I mean, certain languages are very different than others. And, uh, but we've been de- deployed in several different languages. Um, and really there's some, uh, you know, there's some tweaking that kind of, uh, gets involved with the individual use cases, uh, yeah. for us to do that. I mean, I can imagine, I, I do a lot of work in Latin America, Mexico, um, and, and I listen to people speaking Spanish, and they're speaking so fast mm-hmm. in my mind. Even when I say, will you slow it down? Right. It still sounds really fast to me. I, I think yeah. I read, read it because I can see the words, and I slow myself down to read the words better than I can hear the words. Yeah. But yeah, the computer con- gets it. Yeah, and in the same way... Uh, as cultural kind of differences, you have context differences with different scenarios, right? So, um, you know, some health insurance companies are dealing more with a Medicaid type population that's, you know, on the older side of things, where speaking a little bit slowly is not a bad thing, mm. right? Yep. Um, and then you have others that are dealing with the more millennial uh, generation who probably want you to speak really, really quickly. Um, and because that's what they're used to. Um, so, you know, we have, uh, you know, the ability to, uh, kind of scale for different use cases. And also you, we give, we, we're really allowing you to come at, kind of mimic your best performing employees and model your customer service experience after those employees too, right? So you have a consistent, um, customer service experience, no matter, uh, if you're talking to Susie on Monday, or if you're talking to Fred on Wednesday you're going to get it more of a consistent uh, experience with empathy, hopefully baked in there. Right. I like that. So you're taking the best behaviors of your best people and using that as mm-hmm. like a benchmark. 
All right, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about that. I also want to talk a little bit about automation, self-service, how it's impacting customer experience, and what else, whatever else we have time for. So everybody, don't go away. There's plenty more to come. Are you ready to be amazing? Of course you are. And that's why you tune into Amazing Business Radio. If you like what you're hearing here, you're going to love my new TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home. Each episode is devoted to sharing ideas to help you be amazing in both your business and personal lives. We also feature an app or technology every week that you're going to find fascinating. And we always have at least two guests on the show. The show is now available on Amazon Prime, Roku, C-Suite TV, and more. So the choice is yours. Be amazing or go home. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio. I'm, I'm learning a lot today. I'm having a fascinating conversation, understanding when uh, there's a number of companies that do this. And I know we've had companies that that say they do this uh, as part of what they offer their customers. But when we hear that, you know, we are taking the data or the phone call and we're analyzing the conversation for optimal performance, for those that ever wondered, what does that mean? Today is the day <laughs> they're getting the answer. So um, we were just uh, finishing up a conversation and, and I thought about you take the best performing agents or best performing communicators. And it could be a a customer service rep. It could be an outbound salesperson. It could be anybody. It could be a recruiter talking to an applicant. And we take the best uh, top 10% and we analyze uh, them and we say, that's the benchmark. And by the way, if you've ever taken a DISC, D-I-S-C survey, predictive index, a Myers-Briggs behavioral style assessment, what that allows everybody to do is to understand what their behavioral styles are. And then if you take a look at all the employees in your company and you say, okay, the top 10% or 20% of our performers seem to be pretty similar in their behavioral style. Let's, as people come in, we'll interview them, we'll put them through some type of an assessment to see if they kind of match up with this top you know, group of performers. I kind of feel like this allows us to do the same thing. It's taking a look at our best performers and, and giving lessons to those to help bring them up to a higher level. Yeah, no, it really does. I mean, if, you know, most organizations, you've got, you know, a series of you know, small, probably a small group of really top performers. You've got a really large group of kind of middle level performers, and then you've got a, a smaller group of low level performers. And what, what this tool really allows you to do is, is to model the behavior of your best employees into the tool and then coach your other employees to that behavior. So they actually end up elevating their performance up towards the best performers. And you know, the, other, the other aspect of, uh, of this is that you have your best performers even have be- bad days too, right? Yep. I mean, you don't know what happened this morning. Maybe they got in a little fender bender on the way to the office. Maybe their kid's sick. You know, you never know. And, and the, all those things went, really paint how they actually are having conversations with customers. And so even for the top performers, this is a nice little kind of AI coach that's there just in case they need it yep. to kind of help them steer that conversation to where they're normally steering it, where the, which is a positive call outcome. And by the way, the best performers in any type of business profession, and we're talking uh, business, we're talking sports, we're talking uh, theater and entertainment, they always have a coach. They always have somebody they're referring to. Um, one of my favorite sports pictures of all time was Tiger Woods 
putting and his coach is standing next to him. And by the way, it was at a time when Tiger Woods was at the very top of his game in the golf world. And yet he still had his coach standing next to him, looking at his technique as he putted, because he knew that, you know, a, an elbow just a little bit out of where it's not, you know, you get into a habit and, and form these habits. All right. Um, real quick, any thoughts on automation and uh, the customer experience? Yeah, like I was saying, I think there's definitely a place for it. Um, I think it's very good at uh, very basic tasks. But, you know, I do think that what we, what we hear from our customers is that there's really been kind of an automation fatigue that's been setting into the industry hmm. where, uh, you know, people uh, are you know, I think, I think companies are trying to automate some of the, the more challenging conversations that could be happening. And, and the consumer is actually disappointed with that experience. You know, when it comes to somebody's uh, really personal things, their health, their wealth, you know, their life insurance policy, yeah. you know, their property insurance policy, they, they don't have the patience or the desire, I think, to, to be talking to uh, a bot about those things. I know that they really want to pick up the phone and connect with a human on the other end. I just had an insurance claim a couple months ago and, you know, three in the morning I'm woken up and there's water in my basement. I go and go down there. It's up to my ankles and I'm like bailing water out of my basement. I don't think I'm in the mind frame right then to kind of log on to a computer and start chatting <laughs> with a bot about my situation. I'm telling my wife, get the insurance company on the phone. I need help. I need to talk to them. Um, and you know, those are the, those are the, the really emotional, uh, kind of conversations that happen all the time and they don't even have to be that frantic too, right? I mean, maybe I want to talk to my, uh, my financial advisor about my investments. Maybe I haven't, you know, I'm a little unhappy with how they've been performing lately. I don't want to talk to a computer about that. I want to pick up the phone and want to make sure that that person on the other end understands what I'm going through, has empathy for me. And has you know, and we can develop a plan together to to solve that problem quickly. Um, I think you know, what you're saying is there needs to be a balance. And uh, my observation of what many companies are doing is to become very enamored with the technology that's available out there, and they're trying to use it as much as possible. And I really, I think your message is clear. Yeah. Step back, take a look. Where's the the line in the sand that you don't want to cross? Right. And make sure that you make available the human to human connection uh, yep. at that point. Yeah. And auto, I'll just one more thing. Automation, I think, you know, was initially kind of novel, but it's really kind of this customer satisfaction lift that you would get has really plateaued over time. Mm. Uh, at least that's what we hear from our customers. So they're really changing uh, their investment strategies in those type of technologies. And they're looking more towards things that help that have better human to human conversation and connection. Yep. All right, we're almost out of time. I always ask the final question, the one thing. What one thing would you like to leave with us today, Joel? Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing is that uh, Cogito is really uh, a product that can allow your, we can scale emotional intelligence across your organization. And if you think about the consistent brand message you want to display to your customers, um, you know, this allows you to do that. Um, it really allows you to uh, focus on the the connection, and I think in those really high touch, uh, difficult, emotionally charged conversations, everybody could use a bit of an AI coach, and this is really something that can really help you out uh, yep. in that instance. Love it, very good, very good. Well, thanks for being on the show. Really appreciate all these uh, excellent insights. Thanks a lot, Chuck.
All right, everybody, that's another episode of Amazing Business Radio. Be sure to tune in next week when we'll have another interview. Lots of education, lots of uh, sometimes very entertaining guests and informative guests. Look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>